Good evening, I'm Abe Shapiro, and this is Disabulletin. This week, we continue our recap of last Tuesday's arguments in the Supreme Court case Tlevsky v. Marion County Health and Hospital Corporation, also known as Marion HHC. The case presents the question of whether private individuals, such as the late Georgie Tlevsky, can sue publicly owned nursing homes which receive federal funds. If such nursing homes deprive citizens of their civil rights under the Federal Nursing Home Reform Act, also known as FINRA. Tlevsky's family alleges their relative was medicated and transferred to several different nursing homes against their wishes and in violation of FINRA. The family says their lawsuit is justified under Section 1983 of the 1871 Civil Rights Act, which allows private citizens to sue government representatives should their civil rights be violated. On the opposite side, Marion HHC, which operates the original nursing home Tlevsky resided at, argues it transferred Tlevsky, who had dementia, because he was acting out in violent and sexual ways towards staff and fellow residents. Previously, the Disabulletin analyzed the arguments of Marion HHC's attorney, Lawrence Robbins, who asserted Tlevsky has no grounds to sue, unless the Marion HHC was informed in advance that they would be subject to lawsuits by private individuals should they accept federal funds. Robbins went on to state that the remedies provided by Marion HHC were sufficient and that Tlevsky received an appropriate remedy for his situation, thereby eliminating the justification to file a 1983 lawsuit or pursue any further legal action. As I recall, there are provisions that require, uh, that, that give, for example, the state's um, discretion as to whether they're going to exercise any of their remedies, uh, including because, for example, they're, they're managing the a facility, they're looking it over, and they, they don't want to uh, terminate a, a funding or they want to take some more lesser step. I would contend that private litigation is, in fact, antithetical to the discretion that states and the secretary <laughs> have. And what's striking about this case, of course, is that Mr. Tolevsky availed himself of all of those provisions, got the relief he wanted, and then came back to court for money. Um, so it, this is a case where the, where the actual regulations did a terrific job. But again, let me just finish why I quarrel with Your Honor's premise. To me, if I, when, as I read the body of law that was started with sea clamors and goes through uh, uh, Robinson and then up to uh, City of Palo Verdes, what the court has said is we usually begin with the assumption that the provision of one remedy excludes the other. Later in the proceedings, Andrew Tutt, the attorney for Tlevsky, provided a rebuttal in which he stated that the remedies granted to Tlevsky were both insufficient and never followed up on by Marion HHC. These are minimal state-level administrative remedies. They, they, ta- they are the equivalent of saying that the nursing home should make sure that if your rights are violated, it at least has some kind of process for you telling on the person who is abusing you. The, the, the nursing home is required to then inform the state regulator, and then maybe the state regulator will take action. In this very case, uh, HHC continues to say that, that we got all the relief that we were seeking. We got none of the relief that we were seeking. We didn't even, we didn't even use any kind of grievance process. A private neurologist had to be hired to taper the drugs. There was, no, there was sort of no remedy from the nursing home for the actual chemical restraints that were applied to Mr. Tlefsky. What about the point that the secretary can come in then 
you know, in circumstances where there's been deprivations? Your Honor, there may be a process for getting to the Health and Human Services S Secretary to actually get enforcement uh, for rights violations by nursing homes. If there was, I promise you this family would have uh, pursued it. But as far as I know, it was there was no process available. So, I mean, this family was crying out for help and using every possible lever at their disposal. Section 1983 was the last resort. They went to seven medical malpractice attorneys and were turned away because the claim wasn't worth enough money in Indiana. It, this, is, this is a lifesaver for people who cannot actually make effective use of the administrative scheme. And that is how 1983 functions. So empirically, these suits are brought actually mostly as injunctive actions to remedy systemic egregious policies of actually violating the federal rights in FINRA. So those are the kinds of suits that, as we understand it, are being brought. Can I ask you then? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, the, uh, your friend uh, uh, says that the policies were filed, uh, uh, were followed, the alternative remedies, and that Mr. Talevsky no longer had to take the medication and uh, was entitled to return to the facility if he wished to do so. Your Honor, with respect to the first question, as uh, as pleaded in the complaint, he didn't didn't get that with respect to the chemical restraints. Instead, a private neurologist was hired and uh, worked with the nursing home to have the strain, uh, the drugs removed. With respect to the transfer, they won the administrative proceeding, and the nursing home still refused his readmission. And they pleaded with the state regulator, and perhaps AJC can address this on rebuttal, but it, they were told, you need to go to a state court and sue for a state injunction to force the nursing home to actually take action on the administrative order from the ALJ that you just won. Um, so that was, the, that was how this actually played out in practice. And, of course, in the Anderson case in the Ninth Circuit, this was, so, this was considered to be such a systematic problem in the state of California that a suit was actually brought against the state of California to order the state of California to actually force the ALJ orders to be presumptively enforceable because nursing homes would be told under the state-level administrative process that they needed to take someone back, and then they wouldn't. Um, and a, it is very difficult to think of this as a comprehensive remedial scheme when the remedy for being involuntarily evicted from your home by a nursing home is to go back to that place where you fear retaliation potentially, where um, if, if you were involuntarily transferred in, for instance, the context of this case because you were being abused, um, you don't want to go back. So the only available remedy isn't even the remedy that you would want. We've heard the arguments today from both Andrew Tutt of the Tulevsky camp and Lawrence Robbins of the Marion camp. Tomorrow, we'll be hearing from a neutral party, the Solicitor General of the United States, who will discuss a little bit more about where each side is right and where each side is wrong. Until then, I'm Abe Shapiro. Live and learn. <laughs>